You're listening to the Vine Podcast, episode 117. Maybe you have been considering redesigning your food blog, but you're not quite sure how to find a reliable designer or what questions you should be asking. So in today's episode, I'm sharing questions that you should always ask before hiring a web designer to redesign your food blog. Hey friend, I'm Madison Wetherill, a web designer and branding strategist for food bloggers and your host for the Vine Podcast. This show is all about supporting you as a food blogger as you grow your business. I'll share tips for designing your business and your website with intention so that you can build a blog that fits into your life, not consumes it. You'll hear tips for connecting with your audience, growing your blog, and tips for managing and designing your website, all in short, easy to consume, and actionable episodes. If you're ready to think differently about the strategies and tactics that you need to grow your food blog, you are in the right place. I'm so excited that you're here, friend. Let's get started. Hey friends, welcome back to today's podcast episode. I'm super excited that you are tuning in. And to be honest, I'm really excited to dive into this topic today because let's be real, if you have never redesigned your website, it is really hard to know what kinds of questions you should ask or how you can make sure that the person that you're hiring to redesign your blog is reliable and knows what they're doing. And so I really wanted to kind of pull back the curtain and just share some thoughts from another web designer of what I would be asking if I was hiring somebody. And I hope that this will help you to really get some clear ideas of the information that you should know before you move forward with working with anyone. Now, if you're brand new to the podcast, I'm super excited that you are here and listening, whether that was a friend who shared an episode with you or maybe you found us on Instagram. However you came about this podcast, it means so much that you are checking out this episode and I hope that it will be valuable for you and that you'll walk away with some really good action steps specifically around what you should ask if you decide to hire a web designer in the future. Now, my name is Madison Weatherall, and I am the CEO and founder of Grace and Vine Studios. Over there, we build custom websites and brands for food bloggers who are looking to take their business to the next level. A lot of our clients are pretty well established in the industry and have been around for a handful of years. They have usually hundreds, if not thousands, of blog posts in their archive, and they're really looking to be able to match their website quality with the business that they have built. Because what often happens is you build your website, maybe you use a pre-made theme and you kind of let it be, and then your business continues to evolve and grow. You continue to refine your messaging, refine who it is that you are attracting to your site, and all of a sudden you find that your website just really doesn't match the quality, the caliber, even the professionalism of the brand that you have built. And so a lot of our clients come to us and tell us that is one of their main reasons for wanting to redesign. A lot of the other times it's something like they have just a theme that is just not working anymore. They can't update things. They can't make changes to things or they're having some issues with site speed and core web vitals. And that is really the reason that they are looking to just redesign everything and start with a new slate that is really going to help propel them forward. So if that is you or describes anything that you have struggled with when it comes to your website, or you're just curious about the different ways that we work with clients, I would encourage you to go check out our website over at graceandvinestudios.com. You can click on the services tab and see all of the different ways that we work with clients so that you can either reach out to schedule a call and see if it would be a good fit for you, or that you can just have some information in your back pocket to start planning ahead for a website redesign in the future. Now, one thing that I am making sure to mention in all of our podcast episodes over the next couple of weeks is that our team is preparing for my maternity leave coming up in August. Our family is expecting our third baby, and so we are preparing to take some time off and to be able to enjoy some new quality time as a family of five. And 
that means that for our client projects, our schedule is going to look a little bit different this year than it has in the past. So typically we start with a brand new set of clients each month or every other month. It has looked both ways in different seasons. And right now we have been starting new projects every month, but we'll be taking off basically July through October in starting new projects. So if you are thinking about redesigning this year or even at the beginning of next year, I would highly recommend going to the website, checking out what we offer, seeing if it's a good fit for you and then reaching out to schedule a call because we will be booking for our return in October very quickly and very soon after that we will have openings that are going to be starting at the beginning of next year. So it's something that I love to just be transparent about so that you know we have limited availability and openings for not just our custom website packages but all of our packages just because of the nature of needing to take some time off. So just wanted to get that out of the way and share that. Now a few weeks ago I had a really exciting opportunity to be part of a blogger retreat And this blogger retreat is called the Fresh Air Blogger Retreat, and it's hosted by Liz from the Lemon Bowl and Lauren from the Curious Plate. And lucky for me, it was hosted in Scottsdale, Arizona, which is where I live. And so I was able to get connected to them and become a sponsor and a speaker for this event. And it was so much fun to be able to chat with these food bloggers in a really intimate setting and more one-on-one, get to hear a little bit about their blogs and what their struggles are. And I'm really excited for that information that I received to kind of shape the direction of some of the content that I'm going to be sharing in the next few months and some of the ways that we hope to be supporting you as a food blogger. But it was just such a fun experience to be able to speak there. And I just wanted to share about that. It is something that they are hosting again in October. So if you're interested in being a part of that, you can go follow either of them over at the Lemon Bowl or the Curious Plate to learn more about their retreat and to see if it would be a good fit for you to apply for. And I just wanted to share that because I think these kinds of retreats are so much fun. They are something that we have really missed over the last couple of years. And I really, really loved being a part of it. Okay, let's dig into today's episode and why you are tuning in today, which is to learn about questions that you should be asking a web designer before you hire them for your food blog redesign. Now, this is probably going to apply to a lot of different industries, but I think it's really important for food bloggers specifically to be thinking about some of these things because honestly, there are just not a lot of designers or developers who have worked with food blogs in the past. And it's a really good idea for you to get an understanding of the experience level that somebody has before you work with them. There are just a lot of things about food blogs that are very nuanced and specific to food blogging. And it's really important to know whether or not the designer or developer that you are working with understands that. And if they don't, you need to be prepared to be able to come to the table with a little bit more advanced knowledge of what you're looking for or how things need to be built so that you can make sure your site has all of the things that you need it to have. And before we dive into the actual questions that I have kind of put together in like topics, essentially, I wanted to just briefly go over the difference between a web designer and a web developer. I use these terms really interchangeably. For me, I call myself a web designer, but we do development and we do code custom themes as well. For me, the part that I love about the designs that we create is the design aspect itself. However, To me, you can't really separate design from development in this case, but there are situations where you might hire a web designer to build a mock-up for you and then hire a developer separately. At Grace and Vine, we do all of this. We do our custom website package has branding, web design, web development, and a site speed audit all included. So for us, this is all included in the package, but for other people, it may be different. And so you want to be really clear about what it is that you're looking for when you are looking for somebody. And we'll get into some of the ways that you can find that out in some of these questions. 
And then the last note before we dive in is I'm going to kind of briefly go through these questions without a ton of other information around them, unless it's something that I really feel like I need to elaborate on. But that means that this is going to move pretty quickly. And I would really recommend checking out the show notes for this episode if this is something that you are really going to utilize in the next you know, couple of months, I would get that visual of being able to actually like look at these questions, maybe copy and paste them into a note before you interview somebody to work on your site and use this as information for you in the future. But you might not be able to do that as you're just listening. So I hope that listening to this episode will start jogging your ideas and you'll have some thoughts around what kinds of questions you might ask. But if you need this as a resource, then I would definitely go to the show notes and bookmark this page, print it out, whatever you need to do to keep that information for yourself. But I just wanted to mention this is going to be an episode that looking at the show notes is going to be really, really helpful for you. So the first set of questions that you should be asking or at least finding out from a web designer, not all of these are going to be something that you have to specifically ask the person that you are interviewing, but it will be something that you need to make sure you have the information on how they do this. So it could be that you're just looking on their website. Maybe the proposal that they are sending you has this information, but you definitely want to know this information one way or another. So the first section is going to be all around the topic of time. So you want to ask questions like, how long do your projects take? How much time or work is expected from you as the person who is hiring someone to do this for you? How long will this developer or designer be monitoring your site after it launches? You want to know that they are making sure to track things for a long enough time to make sure if something happens to your SEO or your site speed that they are keeping tabs on that and monitoring it so that it can be fixed. If they are launching your site and then piecing out the next day, that's not going to be a good fit for something like a food blog that really needs to be able to settle the dust with Google over the next few weeks after it launches. And then the last question around time is asking how long the website will be down in order to launch. Now, as another side note with this question, most of the time there really shouldn't be any downtime to launch your website. Now, there's a couple of web hosts that do things a little bit differently that might require a little bit of time for things to look different, but you do not want to run into a situation where a developer is planning on having your site under a coming soon page or anything like that for any length of time because you have visitors literally every minute coming to your food blog. So you really don't want to have your site you know, off for any amount of time. If you are using a really good host and your developer knows what they're doing, this should really be a quick switch over from the staging site to launch without a ton of hiccups in between. Okay, so second set of questions is around communication and process. So this is where we're going to start talking about what is included, what is the package structured like, and what is the expectation on their end for communication. So you want to ask what is included in the package and find out whether branding, web design, and development of a custom theme are included in the package. You want to know specifically which pages are included and which pages are not included or which pages would be considered an additional fee. You want to ask what their discovery process is like before the project begins, because you want to make sure that this person is really getting to know your business and your story, and they are crafting something that is for your audience and your business specifically, not something that is just super generic and could be any food blog out there. Next, you want to find out how many revisions are included in the project. And this may be in different phases. There are different rounds of revisions or different ways that revisions are handled. But you just want to get an understanding because for some people, they really need to have a lot of back and forth. Other designers are going to have pretty strict standards and processes that are going to kind of control those revisions to make sure that the process moves efficiently and gets completed on time. You also want to ask how 
the designer handles project communication. So you want to know whether this is going to all be happening over email, if you're going to have some sort of like weekly call with them, or if it's going to be done in a project management system like Asana. Our team uses Asana and primarily that's the way that we communicate with our clients during the project. But before and after the project, we also use email to communicate. And then we have very structured set amount of calls that are at certain key parts of the process. So you're able to check in and go over things in a more streamlined way than just in a comment. But this is something that our team has really worked on over the last year or so to really refine this project communication and how this needs to happen in the most efficient way. Again, to keep your project on track and also just to make sure that nothing gets lost and everything is sort of documented in a way where our whole team and you can find access to that information. You also want to find out how available they're going to be after your project is completed to support you. So this could be things like if something doesn't go quite right with the launch or you could find something after the launch that needs to be fixed. What is their rule around how they're going to help you with those fixes? But it can also mean if you need additional support, additional pages built in the future, how available are they going to be and what is their relationship with some of their past clients? It's also really important for you to understand what is unique about their process compared to other designers or developers. And this is really a chance for that person to be able to show off a little bit and explain why you should hire them. And I will just say that I would look out for, and I'm going to talk about red flags in a little bit, but I would look out for the red flag of somebody bragging about them being the cheapest out there or having a really fast timeline that just seems like it's not possible. That's something that if they brag about that, I would be a little bit weary of hiring them and a little bit weary of the technology that they're using to be able to build things that fast. And then lastly, in this section, you also want to ask what other add-ons do they offer? So this could be something like for a lot of our clients, we design animated logos for them. And it's not something that is included in our package, but it's something that a lot of our clients can add on. We also do things like Pinterest templates or media kits. And we do that as a separate add-on because each one of our clients needs something a little bit different here. And so we allow for that to be something that is flexible between each client. Okay, our last section of questions to ask is all around tech. Now, I'm sure I could have come up with probably 30 questions just specifically around this, but I'm gonna kind of hit high level of what this needs to look like, and then hopefully you can go a little bit deeper on the specific questions that you would have. To be honest, I feel like the tech questions are the questions I get the most often, whereas the other questions around the process, communication, and the timeline are some questions that I don't get as often, but are just as equally important to understand and to know before you hire somebody. So the first is you're going to ask what website platform or theme are you using? This is really important to make sure that first of all, that this developer knows the website platform that you're using, which for most of you is going to be WordPress. You want to make sure that they're not going to be moving you to another platform unless that's something that you want to be done. Like if you were trying to move from Squarespace to WordPress, for example. And then when it comes to the theme, you really need to understand, are they building on a pre-made theme? Are they building a custom theme for you? What is that going to look like? Now, it really is going to depend on what you're looking for here and what your budget is. But for example, if people are coming to us and they're expecting, you know, a custom theme, but we're just building on a pre-made theme, that's something that would need to be explained and, you know, make sure that the client is okay with that. On the other hand, we always build a custom theme for our clients. And so we're very clear about that. And that is, there's many, many reasons for that. We can talk about that in a separate episode, but you just want to know what is this person going to be building for you? Even if you are not 100% confident that you understand what they're building or what they're telling you, this is at least information that you need to know so that you can double check with maybe some other food bloggers to find out if you are you know, moving in the best direction for your site. 
You also wanna find out if they are using page builders. Now this is a huge, huge thing to understand. And I talked about earlier having things built really fast. A lot of the time page builders can help with development going really, really quickly, but there are a ton of site speed and accessibility and just tons of issues with that from a food blogging perspective. So I would highly recommend steering clear of anyone who's going to rely solely on page builders to be able to build your website for you or any parts of your website. If you have any custom plugins or things that are really important to your workflow, then it can be really good to ask if the developer has worked with that plugin before. So this could be something like your recipe card, or it could be something else that you just know is an important part of how you run your blog. And you wanna just get to know whether the developer is familiar with that plugin or how confident they are that they're going to be able to figure out how to use that. Another great question to ask just to get a conversation going is to ask if there is is a common tech issue that has had to be solved with their clients. So this is a great opportunity to listen for things that have been common issues that maybe, you know, are not a big deal or maybe are things that are a red flag for you. For example, if you have somebody who says that they often have site speed issues, that would be something that I would steer clear of. But on the other hand, if they say that they've had a lot of clients come to them with site speed issues before they work with them and they've been able to fix that, then that would be a really good sign. Something else that's really important to ask about is how comfortable they are with using Gutenberg blocks. Now, even if you are not using blocks yet, this is something that is definitely the future of blogging and is what people are going to be using more of. And at this point, I think if you are investing into redesigning your website, you should definitely be trying to get to the most up-to-date technology. And that, in this case, is using Gutenberg blocks. And then lastly, if there's anything else that you need to be able to do with your site, you want to make sure to ask about that upfront. So something that comes to mind that we have worked with a lot of clients on is what sorts of content areas or sections need to be able to be easily updated. And again, somebody who has worked with food blogs a lot will probably understand this, but you want to make sure that you know, certain content areas are going to be easy for you to update or that you're just going to be able to update what you need to update frequently. And that's something that you want to ask because for other industries, that might not be the case. And developers may build things in a way to actually hinder clients from being able to go in and tinker with things. So you want to make sure that you are upfront about that so that the developer knows that's an expectation that you have and they can build it in that way. Now I wanna run through a couple of web designer red flags that you should watch out for. So this is kind of general, but these were a couple of things that came up as I was planning that I would be very weary of if these types of things come up, um, or maybe these are going to be red flags to just say that you're not gonna work with this person at all. The first is not having a contract. So a contract between you and a web designer is going to protect the web designer as much as it's going to protect you. This contract should outline what the payment terms are, what the expectation is for communication, for late fees, any sort of additional fees and how those work. That should all be laid out in the contract and that should be something that the web designer is providing to you to sign. You should not be having to provide that to the web designer. Another red flag would be not having a formal invoice. So this is not only going to be an issue from a bookkeeping and a tax perspective, but it's just something that shows that they are not operating as a business and not as professional if they're asking to be paid via PayPal like transfer, like you're sending it to friends and family, or if they're asking to be paid via Venmo, Zelle with a check, anything like that. Like it should really be going through an invoicing system or at the very least they should be invoicing you through PayPal to you know request that, that money. 
Something else that's a red flag is if they're unfamiliar with food blogs. I didn't put this in the specific questions, but I would ask specifically if they have worked with a food blog before and if they can send you some examples of that in their portfolio. Again, there are just so many things that are very nuanced about food blogs. And so somebody who has zero experience with it in the past is just going to be a much different experience than somebody who has. Another red flag would be just a lack of timeline or a process for handling deadlines. So if when you ask about the timeline and deadlines and things like that, if they're just kind of all over the place, not really giving you a solid answer and doesn't really seem like they have an expectation for how long something would take, that could be really frustrating for you on the client side of things, but it also can just make the project really messy. If they are promising or guaranteeing a specific result like increased traffic or increased rankings for SEO, things like that are going to be really hard to guarantee or to promise because they rely on so many different factors. Your potential web designer should be able to give you examples of results that they have received for their clients in the past, but they shouldn't be something that they are guaranteeing that you will have, you know, X amount of rankings increase by X amount or something like that. It's just not something that can be that easily promised. And so if somebody is promising you that, it may be too good to be true. And then the last one is that they really do not understand mobile design or they are charging additional fees to complete the mobile design for you. This, at this point in the game, you know, in 2022, when everything is run through our mobile phones, it is really important that somebody knows how to design for mobile first and is really operating under that process. So if they are making it seem like that's an additional thing or requires additional work, yes, it does require additional work, but it should be the thing that is the priority in the project, not something that it is an afterthought. Okay, I hope that this episode was really helpful to just get your wheels turning and hopefully get some ideas in your head of things that you should be really clear about before you hire a web designer. Now we're gonna have most of these questions in our FAQ section when we redesign our website. So you'll be able to see kind of how all of these questions are answered through Grace and Vine. But it is also something that you are more than welcome to email us about if you have questions about, you know, using any of these questions for us, if you want to have more information about working with us and what that looks like. But regardless of whether you work with us or another designer, I hope that these questions will help you to make a really good informed decision that will not only find a designer that fits within what you're looking for and your budget, but will also be a really solid designer that is going to be able to produce really good work for you. So as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, if you are considering redesigning this year, please reach out sooner rather than later so that we can chat, make sure that it is a good fit for both of us, and we can hopefully get you on the schedule for this summer or even in the fall and be able to make sure we get that on your list for the rest of this year. And you can always go over to graceandvinestudios.com, click on the services tab to see our different offers, see what the investment is, the timeline, all of that good sort of stuff, and then hopefully reach out to get any of your other questions answered. So until next week, friends, talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to screenshot it and share it with a friend. You can tag me on Instagram stories at graceandvine. For the show notes for this episode, head to thevinepodcast.com. Talk soon.